welcome to another rousing edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you today? Bucci. That's the new theme. It is. <laughs> that means fabulous. <laughs> in Italian? <laughs> Promise. In Germany? <laughs> So, in case you haven't picked up yet, because, you know, we're being very cryptic about it. Yeah, and you've read the title, too. Yeah, yeah, right? (laughs) This week, we have watched a Suspiria. So sick. Yeah, we watched an Italian film that takes place in Germany with English dubs. (laughs) Um, This is very much a cult classic for a lot of people, um, especially, you know, noting... (laughs) Especially noting the fact that it made 21 thousand dollars twenty one thousand dollars worldwide at the box office in the 70s which kind of equates to like five hundred thousand dollars yeah at the time uh if you worked part-time during the pandemic you made more money in a year than this movie did (laughs) so congratulations thanks biden (laughs) (laughs) um so We'll get into our first impressions here in a minute, but do yeah. you want to go ahead and roll Let's on the itinerary? itinerary? Let me yeah. butcher all these names again for everyone. Okay, so 1977 mm-hmm. is when this is released. We're clocking in at one hour and 32 minutes. Directed by Dario Argento. Jessica Harper is going to enter the fray here as Susie, our mm-hmm. leading lady, as it were. Stefania Cassini is Sarah. Joan Bennett as Madame Blanc. Flavio Bucci as Daniel, hence the joke. Uh, Barbara Magnoli as Olga. And Eva Axon as Pat. We're going to keep it nice and clean. Yeah. And, Anybody and, that had less than two lines of dialogue did not make it into my casting list. So, Which, weirdly enough, was a lot of people. Yes. It's like, did you just pay a bunch of people $100 a piece just to show up on mm-hmm. set? and just On that there? budget? Yes. <laughs> well, I'm assuming that they thought they were going to make more money than mm-hmm. that. Because what what year was that? 70, 77. 77? So, yeah. yeah. We have Exorcist coming out the next year. Right. Which, like, destroyed mm-hmm. the American box office. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this was like one of those movies that kind of comes across the pond at some point. They were competing with Star Wars too, to be fair. No. (laughs) That's not an excuse. The the people who love horror movies are not... Like, if you went to go see Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things... Amen. Like... (laughs) All I'm saying is everything I know about 77 is all people watching theories of Star Wars. I I guess. So... (laughs) Somebody's gonna, like, correct me. Actually, it came out in 76... (laughs) <laughs> and it's just my battle over again. But no, like seriously. It's my glorious, is... damn it. <laughs> Deep breath. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Subscribe to our Patreon. This or just listen to our previous content. True, yeah. This is 100% one of those movies that aged like wine, though. I feel like mm-hmm. maybe people just didn't get it at first. Much like our first impressions of this movie. Yeah. Perhaps I'm... we just didn't get it at first. I know people didn't get yeah. this movie the first time. Yeah. I feel like, uh, I so you've seen this before. This is my first experience watching yep. it. I thought it was visually stunning. Um, I think there were parts of it that were really ahead of its time. And I think the only reason I found out the plot twist was because I'm me. <laughs> like, outside of that, there was, like, really not a lot alluding to it which was kind of cool and i I, i'm one who really enjoys the script getting flipped Mm -hmm. pretty pretty quickly and i uh i think my only issues were that i run into very often with a lot of these movies which is weird for this being a 90 minute film 
is there's so much shit that you can just cut out. Like, I, you can just look at it and be like, that didn't need to be in there, which is my biggest problem with The Conjuring that I'll keep bringing up <laughs> until I feel like I don't need to anymore. <laughs> yeah, making it through this movie is sort of like going through quicksand, I feel like. The plot <laughs> pro- progressing through this movie. Um, it is the slowest burn. I jokingly summarized the entire thing in about six sentences before we started. <laughs> because that's as much plot as in, as in this movie. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's just about witches, dude. And it like didn't even really have to be secretive about it, yeah. right? You know, because yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. you're vi- you're in this onslaught of lighting and practical effects and mm-hmm. creepy shit happening and everything. So it's clear that there's something amiss <laughs> about yeah. this about this place that we're in, right? There is something really cool though that I'm excited to talk about a little bit later that you pointed out to me that I didn't catch on to with the lighting that I thought was really amazing for this movie and was very much its own niche. Yeah. Um, but like getting into the plot, so we start off with, uh, it takes us about 20 minutes to actually find out her name, <laughs> True, yeah. but it is Susie mm-hmm. Benyon, mm-hmm. uh, who is an American. She just flew in from Kennedy airport mm-hmm. in New York city, landing in somewhere in Germany. Yeah. I didn't specify anything. I think it was I, San Francisco, it, Germany. Sure. Yeah. Italy, <laughs> <laughs> Italy, Germany, yeah. as it were. Well, no, they landed in Germany. The yeah, school, they did. Okay. I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean oh. stupid. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't realize. I was rolling with your joke. Sorry, that oh, was. Oh <laughs> fuck! That was the mistake. Was thinking I was funny at mm-hmm. any point in time. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, we we meet her getting off of the plane, and there is actually, weirdly enough, there is a poster in the background for Black Forest. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really neat. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, like mm-hmm. even back then, we're trying to like be like, hey, you should go see these movies because we're only going to make $21,000. Like I said, yeah, Star Wars is fucking killing us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's the reason the horror, the horror genre tanks so hard those couple totally. of years. Um, so we ha- that's why we need the exorcist to ironically bring us back to life. Uh-huh. Um, nice. But, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> So we, we meet her getting off the plane, and this is actually one of the weirdest scenes I've ever seen in a movie before, because it's her, when she's when Susie is looking out the window, uh, or the glass doors mm-hmm. of the front of the airport terminal, the music starts playing, mm-hmm. and then it'll go back to her, and it'll just stop, and it's like, not even white noise, it's just like people walking is like mm-hmm. the only sound they could afford for yeah. the fucking movie. But they do this like four fucking times and just like keep picking up the music in different parts of it. And it was just, it was fucking weird. There is a cut of this movie or a version of this movie where that music is playing constantly throughout the entire thing. It does not stop. And there's Ah. like a house beat. There's like a... Underneath all that stuff going on, you know what I mean? And it's the entire movie is like that. So, just interestingly enough, I think, because, yeah, it is weird. I mean, it's kind of like, are you walking into something, or what is this meant to represent? Right? I think that would is actually help editing? the pacing a lot. Yeah. Like, if that, if you had the beat to follow mm-hmm. the whole time, I think mm-hmm. I would have felt like the pacing of this movie was better. We, we finally get out, and there's, like, this sheet of rain that just starts coming down as she walks out. Right. And we haven't gotten to the lighting yet, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put it down as taxis are rude, mm-hmm. because, like, she walks out, and this is a girl that's, like, in the 70s in New York. Like, she knows how to hail a cab. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in Germany, because, you know... We're like 30 years past the Nazis, and they're mm. just like, ah, she might be a little... There's still a plus or minus factor in there, yeah. I'm not quite sure that I agree with that forehead, you know? <laughs> like, that's not even a racial thing. That's just like, she had a very large forehead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And finally, she gets into someone's taxi, and she's like, I'm trying to go to Ickleknock and what fucking whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he's like, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? And then she, like, holds up the napkin with, like, the word written on it. He's like, oh, and he says it exactly like she said it. Yeah, you I was know, like, what was, the fuck did she say? That's the only joke in this entire movie, by the way. And it was <laughs> like, I, you know, funny. <laughs> Taxis are rude, man. You know what I'm saying. I don't get in taxis. You're listening to NBC in English. (laughs) (laughs) Duh. (laughs) This is like an example of like the cinematography being really beautiful in this movie is they take this shot from, and it's very classic seventies. It's at the front side of these very clean trees. Like, and I think it was the variety. I don't think it was like they trimmed this whole forest for this scene. Kind of a pine barren vibe. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like from from the very backside, you can see the the headlights start to mm-hmm. kind of breach through. And this is the first time where I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Mm-hmm. Because as you're getting the shots of light from the back, there's a finite amount of light on our side as the viewer, and it almost looks like when you take when you're making like simple syrup or mm-hmm. something like that and you have the striations of the sugar dissolving inside of it and it's just kind of moving across the trees and mm-hmm. I was like I'm having like work flashbacks right like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and she's on her way to this academy because we didn't mention it before but she has been invited to join this academy mm-hmm. to be a uh, dancer mm-hmm. at a ballet ballerina everything and so we pull up after we make it out of the hinterlands <laughs> on this red ass mansion. Oh right? yeah. Like the again, color palette choices and everything, very important mm-hmm. from this is a cinematography heavy movie. Oh in yeah. terms of like what the information is being provided to you as so, He wanted to be Kubrick so, so badly. Bad. So, so badly. Bad. Yeah. Yep. And it's still downpouring and she gets out and as soon as she gets out there's this girl that's exiting the place, mm-hmm. right? And she's screaming, says, like, you know, all we hear are, like, intensely loud raindrops falling and thunder effects and things like that. So we're not meant to hear this exchange. Which is honestly part... So uh, typically, uh, some of you might know this, you might not. I typically watch movies with closed captions Mm -hmm. on just because, especially with older movies, Mm -hmm. like, I want to be able to catch what they're saying because the audio is not always great. I would love to see if we could have actually picked up on that. Yeah earlier in the movie just just out of curiosity because it's it's such a i'd like to say important part (laughs) it's the only plot device in the entire movie so yeah i think that's fair (laughs) i think that's more than fair but Susie is uh, hits the button on. I guess it's called a call box. That's what mm-hmm. she calls it. I've never heard it called that before. But that's what yeah. I call my daddy too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's usually glass in it. Never mind. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> but I'm she's like, kidding. hey, we I'm... had in person. <laughs> she's she's you know, hey, I'm Susie. It's really wet out here. Can you let me inside? You know, I, I don't know who you are. Go away. No, but like I have the letter that nobody she sent me. Nobody goes in to see the wizard. Not nobody, not know how. <laughs> so Susie is kind of told to fuck off, and ironically, I guess ironically that was a great joke for right. later in the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. yeah, male witches are also called witches. It's okay. <laughs> Drink up, witches. <laughs> so she gets back in the cab and like I guess takes a lap because like as the scene progresses, like we kind of lose Susie, and now we're now following the girl who left and ran into the woods, right? 
And Mrs. Pat is her name. Well, almost. We we follow... Well, first we follow Susie, because my first thought, when the character that we will not know the name of, which I'm sure is on IMDb that I don't give a shit about, mm-hmm. uh, the girl, as she is running out... It's I'm, Pat, yeah. Oh, it is Pat? Yeah, okay. Pat, yeah. As Pat is running out the door, my first instinct was just walk in. Like, right. You're already... She kind of watches it close, <laughs> like from arm's length away and everything. Right, yeah. And just being she, polite. I, I guess. You're already trying to go inside. Just fucking go inside. Yeah. So uh, she winds up getting back in the taxi after Pat starts running away. And this was another uh, instance of how beautiful the cinematography was. Was she gets back in the taxi and they start driving back to wherever the fuck she's going to go. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Well, now we're also still following Pat, mm-hmm. who is like running through the forest. Mm-hmm. And we get, an, again, another one of those glimpses of simple syrup dissolving mm-hmm. in the background. And it's like, oh, it's following her. What What could it be? This animal that I did see. If you don't get that <laughs> reference, follow her Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Or just get more cultured. I don't know what to tell yeah, you. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> all I know, Eric, is it's you, me, and Zaboomafu. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so <laughs> so we're, fo- we're now following Pat mm-hmm. into... Uh, this other big red house. It was like really... Like the first time I watched this, I was like, what is happening? Did she run around the woods and ended up at the backside of the house? No, this is a different... This is a different This is house. another red house. Right. Um, I... Probably am getting this wrong, but I think this is where Miss Tanner lives. I, I think don't so. Know. They don't uh, maybe. Well, yeah, they, they introduce her as an ancillary character. Right. It's, she actually has no bearing on this entire right. story. And and Pat and this woman are the only two people in here. And the woman has graciously allowed Pat, like you know, if the couch is too uncomfortable, there's a bedroom upstairs. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you know, just pull yourself together because you're clearly having some kind of episode here, mm-hmm. right? Pat is stricken by the storm that kind of blows the windows open and everything and there's mm-hmm. wind and shit and the woman comes back and why don't you just try closing the window? And so she <laughs> does <laughs> and then leaves again. It's the know? most condescending yeah. shit yeah. too. It's like uh-huh. have you tried closing the windows? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm standing over here. I haven't I clearly have not tried closing the window because it's open. <laughs> And then she like she closes the window and then she just walks out the mm-hmm. room and okay good night. For me again like this is my first time watching it so at this point I haven't figured out what's going on yet and I I see this is the part that irritates the shit out of me um, because later on I thought I had figured it out mm-hmm. and I'm still not sure if it was what was the Dragovich looking dude or the guy who looked like Chunk or not Chunk uh, the dude from the Goonies. Not Chunk, the, the, the fucking big old... Captain Chunk. <laughs> no, I know, you like the E4 yeah, yeah, character, yeah, 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 like yeah, the, yeah. the big dumb butler kind of guy. I, yeah. yeah, so we'll meet him here in a minute at the school, but I really thought this was him. Now she's like looking out the window yeah. and we see like... The it, eyes open. But it looks like the it's it's such a quick shot and uh-huh. it looks like Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. Like the way that it did the, the head shape yeah. and the ears and the glowing eyes. And then you just see this fist punch through the mm-hmm. fucking glass, grab her face and it's just smashing it into the glass. The room. other yeah, side yeah. of the <laughs> other glass. And it's like, she's just sitting there like... <laughs> the door is locked somehow. Well, that's, and and yeah. so, like, like the woman that, that owns been the house, gave it away right? Yeah, start screaming. There's a murderer! Oh my god! There's a like, 
Murder! <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so they have their exchange. Um, Pat gets stabbed multiple times, and there's my this, girl gets stabbed like fourteen. There's this cool times. shot where like her chest cavity is opened, and like you see the heart beating, and she gets stabbed directly in the heart, and it's still like, oh, God, fuck, I'm like, I need help. <laughs> oh you know? God, my heart! <laughs> it's not pumping blood right anymore. <laughs> he wraps a uh, wire uh, that's running along the wall of the house, and she ends up falling through this stained glass floor. So notably. <laughs> He wraps the wire around her waist. Right. <laughs> and it's as she's falling through the stained glass floor. It just uh, slip knots. It kind of <laughs> slip knots on the neck and we have our kill number one. I'll push my fairy guys. Um, so Pat dies. I played the trash can professional. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that dude like like fucked? He got like tennis elbow from playing the trash can too hard. <laughs> You like yeah. Anyway, um, as the camera is panning from Pat's hung body, you know the blood and everything. Oh, it's, hung. it's hung. Yeah, hundred percent swinging. And <laughs> um, it pans to the right, and the woman is also dead. She's been impaled by whatever fell out of the stained glass mm-hmm. floor ceiling. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Her head is split in half by a jet. It was a really cool practical effect. Yeah. Cadaver. Like, for my money, I've never seen something that was that intense <laughs> to represent a dead body in a 70s horror movie. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. About, like, this is a very art-focused, you know. This was, like, one of the best practical deaths mm-hmm. that I've seen that was not done by Anthony Savini. I was, I was very, very impressed when... Because, like... You see, and it's funny too, because like they don't even really cover her being dead because yeah. like when uh, the slipknot happens and she's hanging through the stained glass, it, there's this shot where it looks like she's clearly covered in prego because mm-hmm. they're Italian. <laughs> and then we because we, Italians uh, use prego. <laughs> goddamn right. We will never have an Italian listener. No. <laughs> That's okay. We're isolating them. The Mormons. There, there's a Nazis. Repi- yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there's yeah. a repertoire uh-huh. so far. Uh, Billy Joel, or not Billy Joel? I'm sorry, Joel Osteen. <laughs> Billy Joel Armstrong. <laughs> Billy Joel will also never listen to this, True. so it's fine. Yeah. Um, anyways, but just the practical effect uh, that of the glass in the head, the mm-hmm. way that it was shaped through, the way the the impact was mm-hmm. done, it was so impressive. Yeah, dude, you're it like was so impressive. Is it cake? <laughs> <You know? laughs> turns to his wife is yeah. also cake <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, so so now this this scene is really kind of uh, inconsequential to exactly <laughs> and that's the point of this movie right back at the academy uh, Stacy returns, I guess, from wherever she slept the night before. Yeah, and there's like this blind guy with a dog that kind of just like parks his dog outside and like, you know, <laughs> ties it up to the hitch and walks inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time, she, Susie, like has no problem entering. Hey, I'm Susie. I was here last night. Oh, so sorry about that. Come on in. You know? Well, and it was cool too because this was um, an allusion to what we'll see later on in the movie where. Uh, she tells uh, the mistress, what is her name? Um, Blanc. Blanc. Uh, yeah, Madame Blanc, which just means Miss White. Mm-hmm. In French. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, she, and she's explaining that, like, 
hey, I was here last night, whoever, and, uh, you know, I was talking to the person on your call box, and they wouldn't let me in. And she was like, Who, what was their name? It was like, the fucking... I don't fucking know. It's the yeah. fucking person on your call box, uh-huh. dude. Like, <laughs> Hi, this is Eric on the call box. How can I help you? <laughs> Welcome to Suspiria. Home of the Suspiria Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> so we have uh, her meeting... There's Matt- a sandwich joke in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The Suspiria <laughs> with extra pickles. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we have uh, Susie meeting Madame Blanc and Estella Blanc- is like the second in command. She's the person that actually yeah. greets her at the door and everything. And again, this is where the names are going to get fuzzy and why I just didn't. They also it. don't use the names in most of this movie. The way the names are listed on IMDb is not the way the characters were like spoken to and you know, <laughs> referred to, I should say, in the movie. So that's a thing. Um, but there's some dudes, and I guess they're police or some kind of investigative... Well, they're not bobbies because we're in Germany. True. So we're assuming they're just retired Nazis. And they want to know what happened to Pat. Well, as far as I know, she just left in the thunderstorm. It was about 11 o'clock. And then, of course, we have Susie chiming in as she's walking up the stairs. That's crazy. I, I, saw, would... a, I saw a girl leaving your house at precisely 11 o'clock during the thunderstorm. I night. was also here at 11 <laughs> o'clock last night. And then Madame LeBlanc's like... See? Well, it, it was Told like, you it was 11. <laughs> I, you know, I did a private dinner the other day, and mm. I was talking about how um, rich people just say the same thing yeah. one after another. Yeah. And that's what this whole scene was, mm-hmm. where it's like, ah, yes. Like, I had people the other day that were like, oh my gosh, that's so cool that it's outside. And they go, yes, it is outside. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? This is why I'm not rich. I have, like, the capacity to <laughs> have conversations with other people. Yeah. I'm starting to piece it together. I know. They're just so uninteresting. If you're rich, I mean, pay pay for our Patreon. Totally. But outside of I that, mean, yeah. I make well, us rich. I promise I'll stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree with everything you say. I will give you $100,000 to <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I will. Um, the, the plot point here, again, it doesn't matter because it gets reversed in like five minutes. Mm-hmm. But basically, her room isn't ready yet. Susie's room isn't ready. So they're like, okay, you can stay at... Olga's place. I thought originally they were saying that she didn't have a room. Like, at it, all. It wasn't free yet. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. And so, she kind of just goes and meets the other girls, and it's like, hey, this is Olga. And Olga's like, hey, you are my tenant. You owe me, they tell me you're going to pay me $50. Which is fucking weird, because, like, if somebody else has, like, acquired this tenant for you and they set the pricing, are you really the landlord? You know what I mean? <laughs> It didn't make sense to me either, but that's, you know. They told me you were going to pay me $25. (laughs) We meet meet a couple. We meet Sarah is the only person of consequence. Mm -hmm. The butler walks in and he has a name. I don't care. But it's like. They they do introduce her. They do introduce Susie into the room Mm -hmm. as, uh, hey, there are plenty of other Americans in here. And all you hear is, hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. (laughs) What a do, bitch. Americans. (laughs) Right. See, si, soy americano. <laughs> and Olga's kind of a bitch. Olga's like, they tell me that people whose names start with S's are snakes. <laughs> I think she's a little gay too. It like, was weird. Like, cause she like the Sarah, cause she's bringing that up because Sarah's name starts with an S. Right, and Sarah gets fucking triggered. By that. <laughs> like Sarah's been dealing with Olga's shit for two years. It's worth noting that this is a three-year program. Yeah, but not really again because. 
nobody ever fucking graduates. So. Drink his blood! Drink his blood! Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there's, there's a line of dialogue. Sarah and Susie, this is going to be problematic for me. <laughs> but Sarah and Susie both exchange the fact that like they feel like something's up. You know, mm-hmm. right. And uh, Sarah mention, makes mention of like, did you hear her say anything talking about Pat when she left the house? Something about secret flowers. I'm trying as hard as I can not to sing a song right now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm thinking of flowers in the attic. Uh-huh. But... Secret flowers. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so. If you don't get that, subscribe to our anything. Yeah, literally anything. It's yeah, sprinkled. 100%. It's like salt. <laughs> in the salt box. Um <laughs> But, like, she spends the night at Olga's and, like, nothing really comes from that, right? Mm -hmm. Because, like, it's, like, the morning after. And then, like I said, five minutes later, good news, your room is ready. Of course, it doesn't matter to me if you stay here, but it is free, right? (laughs) Now it's free. Now it's free, right. Well, and it's funny, too, because she was talking about how the school does cost money. When Mm -hmm. she was, like, when Susie was originally talking to Madame Blanc, they were talking about just the fact that the school costs money, it's a three-year program, and at the end of each year, you have to take an exam. Yeah. Which I guess is just dancing. And I I assume there's no written. Right, yeah. (laughs) I I (laughs) wouldn't know. What's your SAT score to get into ballet? (laughs) (laughs) Did you take your ACT? I don't remember. That was so not even targeted. <laughs> We're making a podcast. I'm having some really anxious it. flashbacks to my high school senior year. And I really <laughs> just don't want to fucking talk about it, if that's okay with you. <laughs> this week on Under the Floorboards, we will be unpacking. <laughs> 18-year-old Eric had a hard one. <laughs> Every time I turned a corner, it was like, bing! <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. There was Coheed and Cambria and Bucci. That was uh, it. <laughs> and we're not talking about the kombucha variety. No, the Bucci gang. Anyway. Bucci gang, Bucci gang. But, but fucking <laughs> Bucci bandana didn't fucking land. I hate you people. Anyways. <laughs> All of this is going to get edited out. It's so great. No, it's not. <laughs> Anyways, so we, we run into um, this. Are we actually getting into the room the first time? This is what's so dumb about this. Like, this is actually the second act of the movie, which is, <laughs> which is weird because the first act felt like it didn't even need to happen at all. I don't know. Um, she did have we to are land. now meandering our way through the academy yeah. with Susie. And Susie comes across this corridor with who I'm just going to refer to as Knife Lady. Because Knife Lady is utilizing the reflection from the window off of the knife to, like, mm-hmm. blind Susie. That sounds like a song that Steel Panther would write. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And Susie gets this, like, tremendous headache and starts, mm-hmm. like, really, like, I just I feel weak. But it's, like, time to dance. We're in our right. first dance classes also right now, mm-hmm. too, and everything. So this is where I'm just going to say, like, the plot starts moving. The yellow room, as they call it. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're in the yellow room now. It's only slightly racist. It's it, not. It was, <laughs> it was Germany. Like, like you said, it had only been 30 years since like the Second World War. So most most of the Nazis were still alive yeah, at this point. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so yeah, we get into we get into this really weird shot where she's trying to explain to there's like this cute boy that doesn't actually matter 
in yeah. the story at all. Not the blonde kid, but like the one that's like her age. That's like in her class. There's like eleven cute boys that don't matter in this movie at all. <laughs> Every male in this movie does nothing. Oh, that's right. Because I thought the one. Yeah, yeah. I thought the one was a girl, which yeah. was not. There's a bunch of dancers that just don't ever have dialogue. They just don't do anything. And you know what yeah. I mean? It's just it's it's hilarious. But we're all dancing to the the blind guy has shown up to He's play the piano. piano. Yeah, tickling the ivories. He, he is the German white or. or German white, Jesus Christ. The, the German Ray Charles. Uh, which is funny because, like, again, like when he shows up. To... What's your complexion? Supremacy. <laughs> which it doesn't help for the fact that he's carrying around a fucking German shepherd the entire time. Yeah, movie, I know. You know. That wasn't lost on me. Either. It was clearly yeah. trained by the Nazis. Right. So, anyways. Well, yeah, because they're still Nazis. Anyways, he pull, he pulls up your boy and, like, parks him outside. Mm-hmm. So now we have Knife Girl and this bowl-cut blonde boy mm-hmm. that we saw earlier in the hallway as well when mm-hmm. she had the reflective knife that was just like, ah, I can't see. So we... <laughs> we <laughs> We start, actually, the way that, the, like, if you were paying attention to this, again, I think it would be better to watch with closed captions because you would, they would tell you some of those sounds that mm-hmm. were actually happening outside. Because if you listen, you hear screams from a little boy. It's mm-hmm. nothing, like, drawn out, but it's like, oh, ah, ah, mm-hmm. like, kind of shit. And as it turns out, as Susie is dancing her fucking last little bit of self-preservation out and the blind guy is sitting here playing uh piano we have like this just fucking faint right. on the floor mm-hmm. right and she, like of course and it's funny too because i pointed out that miss tanner mm-hmm. uh, miss tanner who was actually teaching this class mm-hmm. this is estelle this is oh, not, see uh, what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right, you're right, you're yeah, right. Yeah, 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 Estella. Uh, yeah, Estella. So Estella <laughs> is teaching this fucking class <laughs> and telling her, because, like, Susie's already predicated the fact that, like, hey, I'm not... I feel not, so weak. Yeah, I feel weak in the knees. Which I'm pretty sure is, like, pretty important for a dancer. I wouldn't know because I have a bum leg, but, like, you know. <laughs> so now we have Estella, who's explaining oh you can do it it's just fine it's it's basic steps where like in america we watched flash dance yeah, yeah growing right. up where they would hit you with the fucking cane right do you want to achieve greatness mm-hmm. and in this like so like she faints on the ground they're like we need to fucking take her out of here and then they just start going in on our blind boy right right and this is like this happens so quickly <laughs> but the dog has bitten the child Mm-hmm. Right, and the child, he has taken a piece of little, whatever, uh, they, little Albert's name, uh, little Albert's hand has been ripped apart by this dog, you know, and everything. And so it's, it's the blind guy's like, fuck this, I quit, you're not going to hurt my dog, I'm mm-hmm. leaving, right? While this is happening, there are worms everywhere, right? Like, this is like the uh, night following this, yeah. there are worms everywhere, and I guess like maggots is probably more yeah. specific. Yeah, at first but I like, thought they were grubs, yeah. because I put it down as, because uh, like the bell goes off, and they're like, oh, it's time to go eat dinner. I was like, oh, they're going to get some grub. And Susie was in bed, and she... <laughs> I almost made it. I almost made it. I almost made it. John's Fuck puns off. are too good! Fuck off. Are you dabbing right now? Yeah, man. <laughs> Trying to give you that meningitis. We got to back up. Just... 
We gotta back up a little bit. Okay. Turns out Susie was just hemorrhaging. At least that's what the resident doctor said. That's where the blood came from. She's she was just, just having hemorrhage. a hemorrhage. They give her some wine, give her a shot, she's fine, right? They're like dumping water she's going down to her be- throat, too. Like, they actually have like a pitcher that she's they're like, just like, forcing. And like, so, so she's like, you know, the evening following. I actually feel much better. She's talking to fucking, uh, what's her name? God damn it. Sarah. Yeah. Almost said Sabrina. How many witch names can I think of that start with S? Um, yeah and so she's brushing maggots out of her hair and she freaks out and everything and so there's worms everywhere so they've converted the main room where we were mm-hmm. previously into a dormitory so all the girls are like it is now the red room quote unquote. the red room yes everyone is gossiping right what do you think's going on so sarah tells the same story that she heard from i'm trying to keep this straight in my head sarah heard this story from pat Two years ago. This, this is why Pat was targeted now because we have to kind of cleanse the populace for the newbies that are coming in so that these stories don't get passed down and that kind of thing. Well, this is at least when we find out about the lilacs. Yeah. And so this is, she's talking about snoring, right? Mm-hmm. And she's talking about more secret flowers, lilacs, mm-hmm. whatever, right? Yeah. At this point, we're still unclear and everything. But we're getting a little bit more clarity than we had at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay. At this point, the the blind guy has quit. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are back in German the, Ray Charles. We are back in the dormitory now, <laughs> and Sarah is bugging because she hears footsteps. Susie doesn't want to wake up. Susie mm-hmm. is like, "Nah, like I'm fucking sleepy. I don't know why." Right? But she's like, "The people keep. I hear these footsteps and they're leaving. I don't know where they're going to, but I can hear them leaving." Susie's like, "Are you fucking crazy? I can echolocate. That's seven steps west. The front door is on the left. They can't be leaving, right?" And all this. So she's she's Sarah's like, "Okay, what the fuck, right?" So now we have actually a hard cut to to, to German Ray Charles. Yeah, and he's like walking through this area that looks like the fuck. It looks like a park Parthenon mm-hmm. on either side, either side of himself. This and, massive stone courtyard. Thing. Yes, yeah, you know what I mean. And I mean, like you, he could throw a rock and not hit anything, mostly because he's blind. But you could. <laughs> <laughs> but also, just based on the fact, everything's really kind of far away. He, it, like, it looks. It, this looks like it's shot in Italy, right? It like, really it, did. it really, yeah. it really fucking felt yeah. that way. So now, uh, I really thought the German Shepherd was just poorly trained to begin with. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's very poorly trained. Yeah. So there's this moment where like we start seeing the flashes of color and we've seen this a little bit more so far in mm-hmm. the movie. Like even in the red room, like I don't think those colors were actually supposed to be there. They were. Um so 100%. I think the only time that the colors were like real quote unquote for like the world mm-hmm. that we've created is in the beginning when she's in the taxi and she's driving past these lights. Um, but I think that I think you pointed out to me that if the light is changing inorganically, it is because magic is present. There. Right. 100%. And that's really fucking cool. There's they don't tell somebody, you that. <laughs> they don't tell you until the last like four minutes, and they really don't ever tell you at all. That's what but I'm saying. You it's like <laughs> yeah, you don't get that impression until the very end yeah. of the movie, right? In this courtyard, the German Shepherd is going bananas, mm-hmm. right? Barking everything. The guy is blind. What is it? I can't. You know, it's it's <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> it's funny in in and of itself, but there's like this scene where like the shepherd just turns, jumps, throat. Yeah, just fucking opens his throat. For kill number three. 
for kill number fucking three. Killed by his own dog. Now, we have another hard cut. Oh, God. <laughs> I will say, before we leave this scene, the only thing I want to point out is the fact that the, the yeah. Nazi cops were, like, right there. Right, yeah. They run up, and we watch, like, the dog run away. And then the guys just, like, the cops just, like, look down, and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, and just chase the dog. I'm like, no one's going to yeah. call up, like, an ambulance? <laughs> right, right. I get there's not cell phones, but you're cops. Like, carry them to the fucking car. Mm-hmm. Do something. And I was like, oh, I guess they're just, like, American police officers. True. <laughs> we got to shoot the dog eventually. You know? <laughs> Put it down. 100%. Put the dog down. Yeah, I'm not taking this dog to court. Okay, we're taking it out right now. Um, How we do you have plead? A... <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> Bucci. Uh, Bucci, <laughs> I'm still not oh, laughing. I'm fucking... That's a lie. You're literally doing it. I laugh at everything. I don't care. doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so, my laughs are empty. <laughs> no, yes, they are. Um, we have my favorite scene of the whole movie here. This is the pool scene, right? This is the only place... This is your favorite scene? This is my favorite scene in the movie. Here's the reason why. There is no mystical lighting that happens here, which gives me the impression that there is something sacred about this mm-hmm. space, or like at least separated, because we have Sarah and Susie, and they take a dip. Mm-hmm. Susie is confided in the fact that Sarah was the person on the call box. Sarah mm-hmm. also has all of Pat's notes at her disposal from things that Pat was investigating and everything. And so now Susie has kind of a call to arms moment. Right. right. And uh, and I would like to point out, like, right before this scene, like, right after the throat open mm-hmm. is when I figured out what was going on. Right. So I don't know if the audience has done that yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to ruin it quite yet. Moving into that scene, we do get pertinent information we get the fact that sarah was actually the person that was on the other side of that call telling box her to that go night. away yeah yeah mm-hmm. she was actually trying to save her from the get-go not knowing that she was going to be our final girl right 100 percent. they go to bed and this is when which is what something that we haven't remarked upon but what Susie has been consuming since her episode Mm-hmm. has been delivered to her by this big butler guy, right? Yeah. Um, Igor. Yeah. She is sleepier now than she ever has been. I mean, mm-hmm. almost like medicated sleepy. Can't mm-hmm. keep her eyes open sleepy, right? I Sedated. They, I wonder you what know they what put I, in back then. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Because they, they don't have Valium yet. A little eye of newt, perhaps, or something like that. I don't know. Um, that's another deep breath. They so, did have some spare tongue of dog lying around. Not true. Uh, <laughs> Tongue of the blind, as it were. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have we have a long shot of Sarah chasing slash being chased down the corridors of this academy. Mm-hmm. Because Sarah hears the footsteps again. She can't shake it. She hears the snoring again. Can't shake it. Susie's not waking up. Sarah's going to take this on on Susie, her own. Susie, wake up! I was not going to let that go by. Yeah, it's okay. Igor... Or at least who we don't know is Igor, but it's like totally <laughs> Igor. At this point, I finally just, I was like, who, who do you think the big, strong Italian dude is? You're right. Okay. So there is, uh, again, if it feels like we're moving fast through the plot, it's because there is a lot of dialogueless, plotless takes in this yeah. movie where we just see Kubrick style shots, right? This movie could have been 20 minutes. It long. could have. It 100% <laughs> could have. Um, Sarah kind of 
is meandering her way through, like, I guess, like, for lack of a better way of putting it, like, the alleys of the academy, though. Like, she's not outside, but there's, like, all these secret doors and passages It feels and like it's supposed like to be, like, an M.C. Escher style. Could be, yeah, yeah, the like, infinite staircase yeah, kind of vibe. Not even just yeah, that, but yeah. everything kind of tumbling on top of itself. Sure, like, yeah. even, like, the chessboard and everything like that. Like, it feels like, and that's part of the hot take later, mm-hmm. where I know we're talking about, like... Susie being able to echolocate mm-hmm. later, but that was a real thing where it was like you're going in opposite direction mm-hmm. of where you should be going. Right. And part of that you can hear, but like I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, like most people would not have caught on to that. Totally. Like, yeah. at, like as, as a character in that role, I don't buy that. Especially in the days that she was in, right? Yeah. In the stupor that she was in, yeah. and the, whatever drug is in her wine and in her food and that kind of thing. So Sarah finally gets confronted by Big Dude, and it's in the form of another like arm breaking through mm-hmm. glass, and she kind of rolls around this glass uh, without cutting herself at all yet when she goes through the door that locks from the other she's side cut the fuck she's up. cut the fuck up <laughs> she's in this locked room the guy puts this little like spatula thing like i guess it was meant to be like a straight razor it was a palette knife was it okay good yeah Thank it is you. for lifting pie Thank you. And other patisserie amenities. <laughs> so sick. <laughs> he is having the hardest time with this lock, trying to stick the knife and through the... all you have to do is go <laughs> right? like, She has enough time to assemble a ladder system made out of boxes and luggage that she's found in this room. And an oil barrel. And an oil barrel <laughs> to climb through the window that's about eight feet above where she's standing and everything. See, this was my favorite scene. Okay, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, first of all, she puts... So it's... Wooden crate box, mm-hmm. weird metal crate, oil barrel. For some reason, there's something else that she can step onto mm-hmm. to climb on top of the oil barrel. Finally gets herself, like, as, you know, this is probably like a five-minute fucking scene. Again, yeah. where Where Homeboy's taking a pallet knife trying to just do a latch. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not trying to unlock it. He's not, like... His lock picking is probably like a hundred, and mm-hmm. I wish like it would have been a lot easier if that was the case. Yeah. But I guess it was more of the visual of seeing that, and just watching right. the latch keep dropping mm-hmm. back down. You still have time. You but still you, have time. You can do it. Yeah. No, and like she climbs through what looks like is supposed. To, I don't know how fucking Germans build houses, man. But like, <laughs> it was weird to me that there was like a four piece window up top that she climbed through into razor wire. And it's just like this probably eight by 18 room. Mm-hmm. That's just full of fucking razor keep, wire. Keep in mind that the lighting is going nuts. Right oh now yeah. Too. Yeah. So we're, like, we're jumping we're, between the, dark blue. This razor red. wire probably doesn't actually exist in this room. It does for the <laughs> sake of the spell that's being cast to kill Sarah. I think right? in that same vein, the room doesn't exist. True. Because yeah. why would there be a window? Th- An escape this, to, yeah. That's like fucking right. 12 feet off the ground into another mm-hmm. room. That does not make sense. Unless they don't know how to build an addition over there. Uh, yeah, most of the time there aren't windows to other rooms. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I'm with you on that. But she has like the impossible task of maneuvering through this pit of razor wire. And getting to the other uh, side where this other She's like is. kicking the mm-hmm. wire too. I'm like, oh girl, like 
Yeah. Just give up. Yep. Yeah. Let's just call it. Kill number Kill four. Kill number four. Yep. There is a stabbing that happens by the big guy and that kind of thing. It was and so unnecessary, a, it was, too. Because, like, again, this guy just is little thrill kill assassin himself. And I think so. it would have been funny if she had done, like, a death roll. Mm. <laughs> like, through the razor wire. Just Arr. like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, slitting everything. Yep. <laughs> And, like, the stabbing was so nonsensical, too. Because you come. Well, there was, like, a black hand that comes out yeah. from the side of the camera that covers her mouth and then just fucking starts stabbing her. Yeah. Hard cut. Hard fucking cut. Uh, Susie is talking to a psychiatrist, but not for her own gain. This is a psychiatrist who specializes in the occult. Right. Who, who was also, like... Everybody at the school has found out that Sarah is missing right. XYZ. Yeah. So she takes it upon herself to call her psychiatrist. The psychiatrist meets up with her and just happens to know a guy who wrote the Bible on witchcraft. Right. <laughs> on like investigative witchcraft. You think you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, some so, other crowd. Yeah, right. And so uh turns out after a long string of dialogue with her asking really basic questions. What is witchcraft? Wind in her face the whole time. What do witches do? I know, I feel so bad for this actress because they <laughs> had her against the wind or like uh, behind the wind and mm-hmm. so it was blowing her hair all over She had her a face. mustache for like she, 80% of that shot. She, <laughs> she had to try so hard to like not like keep wiping her, you know, anyway. But uh, it turns out that this woman named Helena Marcos founded the Academy. She was a witch. This was originally going to be a place where witches could practice witchcraft. And kind of a sanctuary mm-hmm. away from the world. This is like the late 1800s, I think, is when they said she yeah. founded this, right? So, like, plus or minus 100 years prior to when this has taken place. Well, and interestingly enough, the way the psychiatrist kind of portrayed the story leading up to what would create mm-hmm. this academy, you know, unbeknownst to him, but, like, his mindset was that the people that were persecuting the witches were the ones that were in the wrong. Totally. Even though we know that they're doing fucking blood magic. So this is one of those things for me where like witchcraft, uh, Wiccan practices today is one of, if not the most misunderstood practices. Oh, yeah. Because of movies like this. I will say that. Most of these motherfuckers are just hippies that really love nature. You know what I mean? That really want to like use like you know they what just I mean? really like natural holistic mem- you know what i mean they're not satanists they don't kill the people you know world. what i mean they don't sacrifice animals and shit like that you know what i mean and so it's really funny to me like most well, of them are fucking vegan and so a <laughs> lot of what is talked about in this scene in terms of this guy's perspective on witches are um like reverse persecuting people is kind of funny because that's why there's such a hatred in like the yeah. Wiccan community about other religions and that kind of, it's like y'all literally killed us. In fact, us being female were why you killed us. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of like I'm sorry, did you just do a math equation? I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. And so that that was what was so cool to me about this scene because it was like like A Thank you for, like, <laughs> telling some semblance of the truth in this crazy fucking movie that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll circle back around. I'm get off my soapbox. Turns out that Susie is, in fact, being sedated by her food. And she mm-hmm. kind of realizes it. And we're back at the Academy now. She has all of the information. We are looking for Helena Marcos at mm-hmm. this point, right? Yeah. At least find some information on Helena Marcos. She disposes of all her food. Her wine is laced with, I guess, blood. Like you said, blood magic it, and that it, kind of thing. It was just yeah. straight blood. It was absolutely, <laughs> all, you know, in it, it or whatever. Or Prego, sorry. Mm-hmm. It's, they're on a budget. 
she decides that she can realize she can figure out where the witches are going by counting the footsteps and listening. Right. So yeah, again, echolocation. Yeah, that's what that part I did think was really cool. Like whether or not someone would actually be able to do that under those circumstances in that time period is yet to be believed. But I will say if you are perceptive enough, you can pick up on the fact like if I walk out this door, like say there's no magic currently happening, I walk out this door and I go this way, this is where this is supposed to be. And you know that somebody is going to another room mm-hmm. and you hear them going one way and it is another way. Now, mm-hmm. at the same time, they could have also just changed their mind or decided to take a side tour. Totally. And that's the risk you took as a child, right? Yeah. <laughs> because what child hasn't been awake at night and wanted the fucking go-gurt out of the fridge, right? <laughs> I gotta listen for the footsteps. Are my parents in bed? Are they in the bathroom? Are they... You know, in the living room, right? So it's I only kind of, had to dodge one. It was, <laughs> true, <laughs> very true. Uh, and, but it, it's it's funny to me that you kind of like have this moment where she just is sort of this unremarkable person that's mm-hmm. untying all of this, you mm-hmm. know, deception. And she really you know just kind I mean? of yeah. fell into it. Yeah, a hundred percent. She danced like one time, right? But she's got them kind of pinned where they are, right? Mm-hmm. Footsteps eventually stop, so she realizes that, like, I have to go about this on my own and just kind of mm-hmm. take the information that was given to me, right? Realizes that there's carpet on the floor in the room that they entered, which mm-hmm. is why the footsteps stopped. This is when she has the big flashback and all of the dots connect, and she sees Pat in her memory yeah. say, the blue iris. Look for three irises, turn the blue one. I think yeah. that was the exact... Well, and also, this was... I think this was also the bat scene, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this was, uh, I guess, kill number five. The bat. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, for some, for some fucking reason, again, like, this is, like, the magic and the lighting goes absolutely bonkers mm-hmm. here for a minute. You and, think the bat was, like, a like a homunculus kind of thing? Yes. Where it was, like, yeah. it was totally, like, I am the eye. Ah. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. They yeah. see through me. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. But I can't see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ironic. Oh, so maybe actually, maybe it's a parallel to her because they both echolocate. That's a fucking you know hot take. You know what? I think you're on to something. <laughs> I think you're on to this five point five. So she beats a bat to death. She really just like throws a towel over it and like this is smashes it with a hammer. (laughs) Smash it with a hammer. Well, so this scene honestly equated to me the same way that the rental did in uh, the scene where Jeremy Allen white dies because it's the, the killer like takes the hammer and turns it around in his hand for the claw side to do the final blow. Yeah. And, like, Susie, like, picks up the chair, and I think she's just going to smash down, but then she readjusts how she mm-hmm. holds it for the flat side. So she gets the blunt just force fucking pancake it. Yeah. Fucking pancakes mm-hmm. the bat. Blunt force is the way to go, if anybody was curious. I do I've, enjoy blunt. I've, I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> and I think the hammer is the most practical tool. Well, yeah. Especially with a claw hammer, yeah. dude. Fuck. Yeah. 100%. You get the best of both worlds. She, <laughs> she she navigates her way through the secret tunnel, right? Secret tunnel. There it is. Secret tunnel. <laughs> to the witches. Um, and there are Come words that don't seem to... witches! <laughs> doesn't seem to have anything to do with anything, the way these words are, like, like linguistically and how they're arranged. Mm. It's like, 
They're also and completely different languages. Anybody that's ever like seen like that children's hospital word wall where it's like hope. And it'll they say, say it like 12 yeah. different yeah. But it, it's like different <laughs> love, compassion, understanding, healing, new beginning. You know what I mean? That's what this felt like down this hallway. <laughs> she makes it to the end and the head bitch in charge, head witch in charge, as it were. There, you there go. it is. Got there. Um, H-W-I-C. Like, she's like, we got to kill that American bitch. Let's cast a spell right now. You know what I mean? Well, and like the, <laughs> the way she was saying it too is, we have to make her disappear. Disappear. Vanish. Bring me Americans! (laughs) (laughs) I want pictures of (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah, and then like, after after this scene, which by the way, the the bowl-cut blonde boy is just like in every scene. Uh Hey, Igor, she's right there. (laughs) (laughs) He still has nothing to do with this movie. So, you know, they, they all turn around, and instead she like, uh, what's her name? Miss um, Tanner? No, it's uh, Madame it's LeBlanc. Estella. Uh, no, it was Madame LeBlanc because she's drinking the blood in the chair. Estella. And they cast the spell and uh, Susie turns around and it's just fucking a lacerated Sarah body right. underneath yeah, of her yeah. that's just mm-hmm. like Evil Dead style. <laughs> that's a dead body. That's a dead body! <laughs> so she fucking has a conniption and fucking flies mm-hmm. back through the hallways back to the room. Because she can feel the spell taking effect yeah. too. She starts, I got the headaches again. I feel weak. You know, all that shit. She navigates her way into like the bed chamber though of mm-hmm. what I I cannot remember the name of Oh, it. it's Helena Marcos. Thank you. <laughs> they said her name like twice yeah, in this movie. You're right. <laughs> um there's a peacock and like she knocks the peacock over and grabs one of its feathers, but it's actually like a knife. <laughs> and, Pocket knife. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she like when she knocks the peacock over, a bunch of like pool balls roll across the floor or something yeah. and like knock against the frame of the bed and she kind of goes uh, I'm awake <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was the pool balls we found along the way <laughs> five more minutes <laughs> um, but you wanted to kill Helena Marcos didn't you yeah <laughs> there's hell behind that door you know <laughs> he's currently voicing deadite Sarah <laughs> I am. Yeah. yeah I will drain your balls <laughs> <laughs> This is the episode Ted Raimi needs to listen to. <laughs> so, anywho, the, like Deadite Sarah <laughs> makes her way into the room with like the knife brandished, right? Yeah. And everything. We're like, oh fuck, here we go. There's the claw marks, you know. And she just kind of like Susie mm-hmm, just kind of like sees like through the stained glass like the outline reflection of Helena Marcos and just stabs air. But it goes right through her jugular and kills her for <laughs> kill number six, if we're counting the bat. Um. I count the bat. <laughs> okay. We counted Sadie in The Conjuring. Okay, we're ca- yeah, yeah, We're yeah, counting yeah, the fucking yeah. bat. The bat did more than Sadie did, to be fair. Um, but that's kind of it. Because, like, she leaves, like, Deadite Sarah falls over and starts evaporating. And then, yeah. like... She makes her way back through the hallway and all of the other witches, including, like, the HWIC. They are, just start bleeding out of their eyes and shit. They're just dying. <laughs> and we're like, okay, I guess she, like, undid the, you know, all the witches were drawing their power from this, like, ghost real person. You yeah. know what I mean? And everything, light bulbs are bursting. The lighting is going haywire and everything. And she just kind of makes it out and it's raining again, which I thought was kind of cool. It begins exactly <laughs> you know, the way it, or it ends exactly the way it began. Yeah, she just kind of leaves and she's smiling and laughing and exits the premises and the house explodes. 
<laughs> it just bursts into flames, right? Which was the callback to how Helena Marcos died originally mm-hmm. and everything. So this was completing the mission, I suppose, or yeah, something. I, but I guess. Then we get the title card comes up. You have been watching Suspiria. <laughs> and here's my thing, dude. Why did fire work the second time? Why was it we burned her to death, she came back, we stabbed yeah. her, burned her to death again? Yeah, witches die twice. It's a Sekiro reference. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. God damn it. The wolf witch. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Never ending story. And it ends sort of abruptly. There is a sequel to this movie called Inferno, which I have not seen. And I would like to see... What year was it made? I don't know. Tell me it was like 10 years later. I can't. I really hope so. (laughs) But yeah, that's the movie. That's yeah. Suspiria. You have been watching Suspiria. Yeah, we have. So since this was one of your picks, I'll start. Yeah, um, 100%. And this is one that um, a buddy of mine who I was roommates with for a while did this movie for a project in school, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. I, I was high as fuck the first time I saw <laughs> this movie. And I thought it was gorgeous. I did not the way do it was. nearly enough drugs <laughs> for this movie. The cinematography, the long takes, everything about it was so Stanley Kubrick. It was yeah. so 70s. Make make the suspense be the factor in every scene, sure. right? You know, I adored that. Very artistic. There were Wes Anderson moments. I mean, Wes Anderson wasn't yeah. making movies in yeah, 1977, yeah. obviously, but like you know what I mean. Where totally flat angles everywhere, mm-hmm. and everything is very symmetrical and mm-hmm. color palette heavy and things like that. I love this movie for that reason. Yeah, I think it's a masterpiece in terms of practical effects in that day sure. and age and everything. Uh, storytelling was. Strong in the sense that, like, it told a complete self-contained story and weak in the sense that, like you said, this could have been a 20-minute TV episode. It could have been a Goosebumps episode. It could and have it been an, worked. an American horror right. story. True. Well, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Anything so, you want to add there? or? Well, I mean, like, uh, just jumping into it, because, again, like, this is, like, the first time I've ever watched this movie. Um, I thought the movie was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I thought it dragged a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I like I've said, and you reiterated, like this really could have been told in like twenty minutes. Um, and I think my biggest thing is witches. I always feel like have this giant opening behind them mm-hmm. for lore, mm-hmm. and that's what I gravitate to when I see stuff like that, and it makes me so excited. And I wish that there was more expansion on that. Yeah. Or reallocated some of the time for that movie to dropping those hints mm-hmm. that they really just kind of summed up with the psychiatrist. Yeah. Visually, again, it was absolutely stunning. It was absolutely stunning. Uh, the use of color in this movie is really kind of unparalleled, yeah. in my opinion. Like, the I think the closest thing I've seen to that was like in X movie where they were using red lighting mm-hmm. after um, for some of the kills after the blood splatter on the uh, on the van. But mm-hmm. like outside of that, like there's nothing that's really caught my attention just based on color mm-hmm. alone. So I thought that was really cool. I've got one more for you. One more movie that hits the same way. We won't spoil it here, but we'll go over it eventually. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, rating. Uh, it, it's a 5.5, cool. you know, like I, can I, live with that. I think it did a lot for horror, but that didn't necessarily make it good. I will go ahead and say now that I would watch this movie mm-hmm. again, um, knowing what I'm getting into and, 
trying to see if there's stuff that I can pick up on that makes me care about the movie more. I'm, I mentioned to you how important it is to realize which characters are standing in the background at all times. Because yeah. those, those secondary, the boy in the little suit and the knife lady and the Igor and all yeah. those people are all present always. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool when you go back and check it out a second time. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's hard, honestly, I think I picked up on every time the small, blonde, bulk Hard to miss. Was, yeah, yeah, right. He, <laughs> he was very, like, what Hitler was talking about. So I was like, I really thought he was going to be, like, a character, but he didn't even have fucking dialogue in no. the movie. And that's, yeah, and that's that adds to the suspense, the, yeah. what is actually going on. And, I, and, like, I get what you're saying as far as, like, the Kubrick-style suspense. I think some of those scenes could have just been snipped just a little bit shorter. Definitely. And it would have been, and not. I'm not saying, like, they like still have those pan out flat shots, still have the same feel of it. I just don't think it needed to be yeah. as long. When this movie moves, it moves, and when it drags, it drags. Yeah. It, it yeah. You you don't get an in between. If it feels like the movie is is slogging through this scene, mm-hmm. nothing's going to happen in this scene, right? Yeah. You know absolutely. So yeah, I am going to go closer to a six and a half. Yeah. On this one, just because I feel like this is one that gets better with age. Uh, the box office would agree, <laughs> as the community has embraced this movie. Mm-hmm. Inter- I think Rotten Tomatoes had it at a 93. IMDb is in like the 7.5 territory. Gave Vatican takes an 11. Jesus yeah, so this is, this is clearly one that... This, this may be one that maybe our opinions of this movie just aren't reflective of a true understanding of what it is. Sure. Correct. Yeah. Again, it's your first time through it. This is my second time through it. So it's, you know. I popped my Suspiria. You did. You <laughs> boochie. <laughs> Pop my boochie. So, yeah. Um, would I watch it that again? Definitely. Boochie. I, I would love to see Inferno. And yeah. just, just to get a complete, you know, get the sequel in there and everything and see if it handles this the same way or if it's one of those dive bomb, oh, fuck, that sequel sucked kind of sequels. You know what I mean? I'm wondering if. I, I think before I watch Inferno, I would really like to watch the remake with Mia Goth. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm very curious. I just think uh, it would be the same story sped up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what this movie needed for me. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if like watching that and then going back to Inferno would be a better move for me personally. Sure. Because this is definitely an artistic, vibey, chilling out on your couch, watching a classic horror movie kind of. Most you know, definitely. You know what I mean? It simply is what it is. And it's unique. Like, don't, don't act like my fucking rating is saying that you guys shouldn't watch it. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's just what it is. Yeah. You know? How many average albums do we listen to on a weekly basis? You know what I mean? It's like, it's the I same gave thing. Dead Snow a six and a half. And you did. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Stacy fucking to avoid fainting gave The Conjuring a ten. Yeah. Uh, I, thought you, I thought you just didn't agree with her, which you shouldn't, but... I'll edit. I will edit that part out. But or do you have any closing thoughts on Suspiria? No, go watch it. That's yeah. it. Well, guys, I want to thank you once again for joining us at Under the Floorboards, where it creaks, it cracks, and we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night.